Welcome back everyone, it's Stearmid here, I hope you're all doing well. I'm only dropping in to intro and At The Roots interview, which Sammy and Nicole recorded with People Before Profit TD, Gino Kenny, in which they discuss a cannabis legalisation bill that the party intends to introduce later this year. Just a note before starting that the link for the podcast Patreon can be found in the episode description, along with some links to things discussed on the episode. Thanks a million, see you all later. Hello Rupture Radio listeners, this is Nicole and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Sammy. Hello. And People Before Profit TD, Gino Kenny. How are you doing? Thanks for joining us, Gino. No problem, no problem, Nicole. So today we're going to be looking um, and discussing cannabis legalisation. I suppose, firstly, a bit of background. Um, What have been kind of like the key developments and milestones in the movement to legalise cannabis in the past number of years? And where is this coming from? And why have you and People Before Profit gotten involved? Well, first of all, just to kind of give it a bit of context, the first time, I suppose, legislation was introduced in relation to legalisation was uh, Luke Mayne Flanagan in 2013. That seems like an eternity ago, but um, then it... As far as I know, it got less than 10 votes to um, to pass to the next stage. So, you know, that didn't really kind of fare well as, as such. So that's eight years ago. And I think it's time now to have a different conversation in regards to uh, legalisation. Um, in my opinion, um, prohibition of cannabis has been an, an absolutely utter failure. I put it this way. And it's probably the most obvious, I suppose, critique is that cannabis will be used whether it's legal or not. Mm-hmm, yeah. So that's 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 a that's a, that's a, that's a, that's, a, that's a gimme. And at the moment, the state have zero input into regulation of cannabis, the control of it, and how it's distributed. Zero, absolutely zero. So that, that creates a vacuum, and that vacuum then is filled by uh, other forces, and that other forces can be kind of black market forces and other forces, because there's obviously a market for cannabis use. And I hate using that word market, but I'm going to use it in this kind of a sense. So there is people that want to consume cannabis, and that's obviously filled by uh, the black market largely. So the question is then, then why let black market forces, which can be kind of sometimes criminal elements, then why allow that to happen? So I would suggest that uh, the, the law should change in relation to uh, cannabis use, cannabis cultivation, cannabis consumption, where the state basically takes control and legalizes cannabis through, as I said, dispensaries. People can grow their own and you know let people make informed decisions about whether to use you know, cannabis or not. And most people don't use cannabis. They beg to differ. I'm, I'm not- yeah, yeah. So, okay, yeah. So there's a cohort of people that use it and they use it very responsibly. Like any kind of, any substance or drug, whatever you want to call it, can, it can be open to abuse, but that's anything society can be open to abuse. But the major thing in relation to the argument, I would say to people that would say, oh, well, look, you can't legalize cannabis for all sorts of reasons. Then, okay, then, what do you suggest that we do? Because at the moment, the Misuse of Drugs, the Act, it's a complete failure. If that Act was to stop people using it, consuming it, and cultivating it, it's a complete failure, a complete failure. So why keep doing it? So now it's time to have an argument about uh, legalisation. Decriminalisation is a, is a slightly different debate, but we need to have a, a, 
proper discussion about legalization and that's the only way you can do that is basically challenge the law at the moment and that's what i'll be doing putting forward the bill sometime this year yeah, so that, that's very good. I suppose we've had, since this kind of debate has been going on over the past few years, how like establishment commentators come out and like try to obscure the issue. You know, uh, Ian Ryan talks about you know a health approach should be to- taken to the issue, and of course, of course, a health approach should be taken. But Ian Ryan says that Ireland just isn't ready. What is your take on like some of the opposition to the legalization of cannabis and like you know the idea that Ireland isn't ready? You know, it's kind of reminiscent to me of like Catherine Zappone talking about repeal, like you know. Arden isn't ready, wasn't ready for repeal. Uh, obviously, we're not ready for anything good, according to the establishment. Well, it's kind of really kind of weird because the Green Party, their policy on legalisation is probably the best mm-hmm. policy document in the, split, in the political spectrum. And they generally agree that, you know, cannabis should be legalised. So they, they, they have a very good policy on it. When Amy Ryan says, now, whether he was taken out of context, I'm trying to give the, the fellow uh, the benefits out. Uh, what are you saying that it's not, we're not ready for it. Well, you know, I mean, that's a bit of a ridiculous kind of uh, answer. So obviously the Green Party are in government, so they're kind of caught in a situation where they would have to tow the government line and, par- and party line. But that has to be tested. And obviously this year I'll put forward the bill to see can we get support from the opposition. And I'll be calling specifically on the Green Party to support kind of passing of this legislation. The main thing, the main thing about the legislation is that we get a discussion going. And then hopefully it can pass to the next stage. I mean, the, the, the doll is a very kind of convoluted kind of uh, institution mm-hmm. where it takes forever right, to get anything passed. And when you're in opposition, it's, you know, it's it's rare that actually opposition bills do, do pass. But it, it will start a conversation and will pu- it will pull her up to those that have been advocating for uh, legalisation or kind of having a position where they sat in the fence. So that's what we hope to do in the in the next, as I said, three to six months. Put the issue out there and challenge the kind of outdated laws around uh, cannabis use. Kind of harps back to the abortion stuff for me, where they're kind of telling you that Ireland's not ready for something that when you talk to people on the ground, they are ready for. I just think it's an interesting comparison because obviously maybe they'll go through a change of uh, mind like they did during the Citizens' Assembly for abortion. Yeah. I mean, look, a public opinion is always ahead of politicians in relation to a lot of issues. You look at issues throughout the last five, ten years, public opinion has been ahead. So, you know, like any other issue, if politicians... And I say this kind of quite cynically, but if politicians think an issue is popular, then things begin to change, you know, to some degree, to a certain degree. Sometimes when you're in there, there's a bubble mentality where it's kind of ideas are just kind of draconian in some ways, uh, particularly around drug reform, uh, because drug reform has been put on the the back burner for decades. They've been talking about uh, decriminalisation literally for the last 10 years and nothing has happened. And, you know, it's a class issue. It's an issue of, let, let's put it this way, if those that were dying of overdoses in, 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 in Ireland, if they were the children of Fine Gael supporters, they'd be completely different response. Absolutely, completely different response. Because largely they're working class kids and largely it's affecting working class communities is a different response from the, the establishment parties. Yeah, and I think like, it's really telling that criminalization of drugs is really about disciplining working class people like this, like from the perspective of the elite that like, oh, you know, 
we're creating this horrible system and you're trying to find an escape from it and we can't even allow you that. Uh, in terms of us, like the perspective of working class people, have the views changed on this at all in the past while since you've gotten involved, Gino? Uh, like, is there, are people more into or more interested in the campaign to legalize it than before? Is it less or uh, what's the opinion? What's the mood been like? Has it changed? I think the issue around drugs has evolved dramatically. I think the last 10, 20 years and there was a situation at one time where it was a response in working class communities where there was marches. That response against against the kind of heroin epidemic where literally like their family members were dying and the community had to respond. Now, that's a different era. You know, we've, we're in a different era. And that situation was born out of complete frustration. Uh, and what was kind of born out of that was a response by the state that there was a there was an issue in relation to the heroin epidemic, particularly in working class communities in Ireland. And what came out of that was drug task forces were largely born out of that. There's many of them in the states. Uh, other kind of, I suppose, treatment kind of facilities, particularly around, as I said, in the early nineties and mid nineties. So just in the era that we're in now, I mean, the HSE have stated that they're looking at a policy of a health led approach, a harm reduction approach, uh, and that's all well and good. But largely, it's been lip service. You know, de- as I said, decriminalisation, there was a, a report done about nearly two years ago in relation to decriminalisation. And it was kind of a majority view that we have to look at some things very, very differently in relation to personal drug use. And still, that hasn't been implemented. And they're talking about citizens' assembly. Again, in principle, it's a good idea going to citizens' assembly. And against, and in principle, not against it. But we're, we're talking, literally talking about this for years, and nothing has happened. So things have to happen, you know. And decolonization, you know, where it's worked, and probably the best kind of model is in Portugal, and that's that model is twenty years old this year, and largely it has not perfect by any means, but it has been very effective in harm reduction, saving lives. And kind of keeping people out of it, the criminal justice system. Because sending people through the criminal justice system for personal drug use is a complete waste of time. Complete, absolutely, it's just a waste of resources. Uh, giving people criminal uh, records, absolutely waste of time. Literally waste of time. So you're going to have to look at something radically different from what we've been doing. And one way of doing that is, uh, you know, looking at the decriminalization by personal drug use. That's, I think it's a very kind of progressive step. And then, you know, going further than decriminalization is legalization of cannabis. And then a further, I think a further debate, which is kind of down the road a little bit. And this is quite nuanced in relation to, I think there is a debate to be had in the future about legalization of all drugs. And that's, it's quite, in order to say, you know, about legalization of all drugs, you have to kind of ask the questions why people take drugs. You know, addiction is quite a complicated kind of sphere. I think you have to challenge the, the inequalities of why people turn to substance, you know, to kind of blur out the pain of everyday life, right? And I think you've got to really challenge the kind of inequalities that exist and social injustice that exists in relation to, you know, uh, a further debate about kind of legalization of other, other drugs. Okay, so I suppose you've already gone into to some of this, but to kind of, I suppose address what exactly it is that the bill plans to do so what are the issues caused by the current system and how will this bill seek to address them 
So I know you've outlined some of the issues caused, but if you wouldn't mind giving us a few details on what exactly this bill plans to do and what are the actions to take. The bill hasn't been uh, drafted as such. It's been drafted in kind of some of its form. I mean, the bill in 2013 by Luke Ming-Flanagan is quite a very, very detailed bill. Uh, Some of it's very, very, very good. But the essence of the bill, which we'll be putting forward, will be, uh, I mean, largely kind of mirror what um, Luke's bill was in 2013, but it will look at kind of ending prohibition. And the way I would see it, if cannabis was legalised tomorrow, somebody could grow a certain amount of plants without fear of being prosecuted. There would be a situation where you would have a state-run suspensories cities and so forth uh, you would have a series of coffee shops kind of kind of like a yeah, way of actually people can safely consume safely consume cannabis um, so that's one another element so you could have that kind of model as long uh, alongside where the state uh, you know is is basically the the bulwark of uh, the cultivation and selling of cannabis and and I think that's very important because what we don't want is to go down the road of corporate cannabis where corporations have literally hijacked cannabis consumption and they've almost, they will Coca-Cola as the whole thing through kind of marketing and, you know, there's huge corporations out there that can make a serious amount of money on this issue. And I'd say there's a lot of people who have money are sitting there waiting for it all to oh, be exactly, to make exactly. a of it. Like, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. There is so much money to be made in this. It's mind-boggling. It's literally mind-boggling what could be, could be made. So it's very, very important that the state is the kind of, they're the ones that drive it, set up dispensaries and so forth. I mean, there, there's obviously, there is a role for small enterprises private enterprises in relation to coffee shops and so forth but it would be strictly kind of controlled in relation to selling of cannabis and so forth but not so restrictive that you know a black market still exists black markets will probably always exist you know in some ways you know but even in Canada where it's completely legalised uh, there's still a black market, right? So that's probably for another another day. But there's always kind of a black market, even in alcohol in Ireland, it's still a black market, but it's not, you know, it's not as prevalent as it would be. I mean, alcohol is legal, but if it was semi-legal in this country, obviously a black market would then fill in that vacuum. So the main thing is that of the bill that, you know, cannabis use, cannabis cultivation, cannabis uh, consumption would be would be legal by the state. And that's essentially what the bill would be trying to do and stop people going through the criminal justice system. And that's, I think that's, I think that's kind of, that's the, 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 kind of the guts of the, the legislation when it will be finalised. You know, you made it yourself, though, the kind of comparison between how Ireland approaches it and, you know, how places like Portugal do it with drug decriminalisation. So when people for Pop was going forward with this uh, and when you're going forward with this, how much do these other frameworks or systems uh, factor into your, like, thought process and how much did you consider them? Were they like a direct reference point or were they just kind of there and you kind of knew they existed, but you're doing your own thing? Yeah, I think they're just there, Sammy, you know. There's many models and I'm not I'm no expert in this. There's other models and other jurisdictions where they have legalized cannabis, namely, obviously, Canada, Uruguay, certain states in the United States. And it seems seem to generally work well. New Zealand obviously had a referendum last year about it and narrowly was defeated. So other jurisdictions and even Mexico, I mean, Mexico now are looking at complete legalization of cannabis. So 
it's you look at as I said, look at other jurisdictions where this happened, and largely like the world hasn't fallen apart. Where mm. it is, once it's regulated, properly con- controlled, and it can be taxed, and all you know that money then can be kind of siphoned off in relation to drug awareness, it can be set aside for drug education and community projects. So that's I think that's one part of the bill that you know will be included in the the legislation. And, you know, it's good to see that states that have legalised it, that they're still fully functioning, you know, hasn't exploded into this, like, stoner's paradise where nothing gets done anymore, you know? Yeah. <laughs> People still will do their normal things. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, look, life goes on and people will use cannabis, you know, fair play to them if they want to use it. That's their business. I suppose there's a stereotype of certain people that use cannabis and that's it's an old lazy stereotype relation to those that use cannabis and then the other argument which I had actually a recent argument with a Fine Gael politician saying he was saying that cannabis is a gateway drug and I mean oh, it's God. the most it's, it's literally the most ridiculous argument that's an old school argument yeah. I know it's a very and he, this guy is an old school very old school politician you know it's just it's the most lame um, kind of soundbite in relation to uh, cannabis use it's literally ridiculous so Hopefully that's kind of uh, wiped out of the park and all that. But um, I yeah I think I think I think people's attitudes have changed in relation to you know how we how we treat and how we deal uh, with not only cannabis use but other other drugs as well. Uh, but particularly if we're just obviously talking about cannabis use, I think and it's been shown in some polls in the last couple of years. Do people agree with kind of legalization of cannabis? And the majority of people in Ireland have said that, you know, when these polls were conducted, that they would they would support uh, legalization, you know, but public opinion is different than you know the opinion of, of of political parties and all that. But people and people look at it, hopefully they look at it kind of in a common sense, kind of I suppose people are going to use it whether it's legal or not. Just kind of driving around the ground just does the opposite effect. And it could free up resources that could be needed for the more productive things in, in kind of life. And that's the way I, 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 I kind of say it kind of, I present it that way. Whether you use cannabis or not, it's completely irrelevant, right? It's completely irrelevant. My kind of, the, the point I will make is that we don't have any control whatsoever. And if you don't have that, then people will fill that vacuum in. So, you know, we need to take control uh, we need to kind of regulate something. And this has been used, like cannabis has been used for, like, it's been used for thousands of years, you know, and it can be, it's like it's a plant at the end of the day. It can be grown literally anywhere. So why kind of, you know, why ban a plant? So something I've seen kind of gathering a bit of um, public support recently anyway through my own kind of friend group and social media and that is the current approach to how CBD distributors have been targeted in raids by the Garda despite being protected by the EU legislation. So for one, uh, one for example, uh, JP O'Brien, who's a co-owner of the Little Collins CBD dispensary, um, he's currently taking a high court case arguing that his prosecution for selling 
hemp, a type of cannabis plant and a CBD product is invalid. So little Collins have been targeted by the Garda. They've been raided four times in the past two and a half years. Uh, the most recent one being in February 2021. And their products contain trace amounts. So literally 0.02% of THC, which is the psychoactive component of cannabis. And the European Court of Justice ruled last year that this level of THC does not appear to have any negative health impacts. It said the CBD products which contain the THC value of under 0.02 should not be treated as narcotics. So in a statement, the Garda actually said, whilst there's no legal exemption for CBD products containing any amount of THC, it is envisaged uh, legislation will be amended in the future to exempt CBD-based products containing trace amounts of THC levels at no greater than 0.3%. Or sorry, 0.3%. So your man, uh, J.P. O'Brien, referred to cannabis taken from Little Collins and tested, and he said cannabis could be 0.0 or 0.01% THC or 1,000% THC, and it's the same product to them, them being members of the Garda. So do you think this lack of understanding exists throughout Ireland? And do you think that this will impact the likelihood of the bill passing, kind of like a level of ignorance from people per se. Like we are saying with that old 80s stereotype of the stoner kind of a thing, you know. Well, yeah. uh, just, just in relation to CBD, there was obviously kind of a, gr- a huge growth of CBD shops selling CBD products over the last, particularly last three, five years. And some of them have encountered issues in relation to the products they were selling. So it, it comes down to the interpretation of the law at the moment. So the interpretation of the customs and the police, and some of it could be kind of discretionary. But So if you look at the Misuse of Drugs Act, the tolerance for uh, THC is zero, literally zero. That's, so if you have anything above, so THC is a controlled uh, substance. So if it's any trace amounts, then it has to be a controlled drug. Uh, so where there's a kind of, uh, how would you say a contradiction is in relation to say the food safety authority and the health products regulation authority they say that certain cannabis products derivatives can be 0.2 to 0.3 of THC which are trace amounts so you can't if you ever wanted to get like uh, stoned from them it's essentially impossible unless you eat a gigantic amount of them and you're not going to do that. So. Yeah. <laughs> You'll fall asleep before you get stoned. Don't yeah, you? well, you get Moby Dick, I think, <laughs> eating all that stuff. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, so the, 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 this, is, this is where uh, the fault line is, where the interpretation, I think there's also another kind of policy of closing these shops down and bigger kind of, um, I suppose, suppliers and kind of more corporate kind of uh, um entities to kind of take over the CBD kind of market. Um, but if if the leg- if our legislation was uh, passed tomorrow, that some, some of these shops, and I think it's important that some of the CBD shops that sell, is, which they are, some of them are very, very responsible and they're very well kind of run and regulated. Because there was a time there, you know, there was, uh, there was some cowboys in that kind of industry, I'll be honest with you. Know selling all sorts of stuff and making and all sorts of claims in all the industries. Yeah, and they're making all sorts of claims. You know, all sorts of claims about what CBD can do and this, and this and that. And you know, CBD is a food supplement. 
you know it's a medicine and medicine as well there's some there's some uh, cannabis based products that are completely cbd which are kind of authorized as medicine medicines and uh, there's only one one or two of them that are authorized as medicines so largely cbd is sold as a food supplement not as a medicine um and that's where kind of another line can be blurred so it, it needs to kind of be there needs to be kind of proper kind of regulation but that the contradiction is in relation to the misuse of drugs if that was implemented if that was amended uh to 0.3 percent then shops such as little collins would not have to say would not have the issues they have encountered largely and that's you know the misuse of drugs act needs to be amended to include 0.3% or 0.2% of THC until then certain shops will then will run into difficulties unfortunately okay so i suppose one one of our final sets of questions is kind of like what is the the current time frame for this kind of idea legislation that you have you know, how does people profit intend to organize around this and and kind of you know will it be a campaign and that's that's forming on this and you know when that campaign or if that campaign gets going, how much opposition do you expect to face, I suppose, from the establishment, if any? Time-wise, Sammy, um, I'm hoping to... It'd be sometime this year. What The process would be you introduce a bill, mm-hmm. uh, and then what will happen is that bill then is put into... Um, a lottery system. So it's an opposition bill, and... There's other opposition bills that are in that kind of lottery. So it could be randomly just for example, if we introduce if we um submitted the bill in July or say September, you know, the bill could be selected. It's just random yeah. when it could be selected. So you're ta- you're talking about anything from two weeks when it was kind of introduced to possibly it could be up to six months sometimes, or even it could be very, very unlucky. But I think you're talking about, yeah. You're talking about, I say that the maximum time about six months mm-hmm. from the time you introduce it, and then obviously then there's a, a like a, a debate for about an hour and a half. So other parties then make kind of, I would just say, kind of contribute, and where it goes from there, it's it's difficult to know. It's difficult to know, uh, and obviously, I mean, in real terms, gov- the government parties have, you know, a majority. Of they have a majority of TDs to support, you know, if they wanted to uh, back it or if they wanted to um, defeat it. I mean, a good example <clears throat> was late last year in October around the, the Diamond Dignity Bill. Now, we called for a, a free vote on that. Now, we were successful getting this because we knew that if there wasn't a free vote, you know, where kind of there's, there's there's no party whip, then you had a chance of it kind of passing to the next stage. And that next stage, if it was in in the case of Diamond Dignity Bill, it goes to a committee called pre-legislative scrutiny. So any opposition bills go down. It's quite a very lengthy process, but it goes into the committee, and the committee which would be if if the bill on cannabis uh, legalization was the was the pass in the second stage. Uh, then it would go to pre-legislative scrutiny and it would go to possibly the Justice Committee or Health Committee, which I'm a member of the Health Committee. So it goes into that kind of process and then it's scrutinised and then they make a recommendation. So it's a very, very, very lengthy and bureaucratic process. How can people get involved? Yeah, obviously, um, because, you know, 
the general public are kind of, I suppose, they would be kind of the cutting edge in some ways of actually pushing this forward. Uh, and obviously at the moment, you know, even if we introduce the, the bill now, I it will take it still will take a considerable. I don't think it's the right time. Right now, it's not the right time. I'm not being Aim and Ryan about this, but just at the moment, <laughs> I think, wait, oh yeah, just wait, wait till this this pandemic is over to a certain degree, to a certain degree. So yeah. I think at the earliest we'll introduce it to this the last maybe three days before the summer recess, which is the second week of July. That's the earliest, and at the latest, I think probably late September. And there's also another kind of argument and it's to say uh, in relation to the timing of the bill because what could be said and I'm being devil's advocate here mm. that what could be said is that okay there's the citizens assembly is going to be discussing the issue around decolonization and what some people could say is that well look at if you introduced it introduce the bill now uh, the government will shoot it down saying giving them an excuse saying, look, we have to go to the Citizens Assembly, see what their recommendations in relation to decriminalisation is, and say, look, until then, then we can, can, might consider the issue around legalisation of cannabis. Now, that is it's a valid, it's, to a certain degree, it's a valid argument, um, but uh, but knowing how things work at all, you know, th- th- that kind of recommendation from the Assembly could, and how it and being implemented could take another couple of years. Yeah, and we all know that the Citizens Assembly is, is always used by the establishment to kick things to touch. Uh, and we also know that with, you know, for example, with repeal and with other things, that the Citizens Assembly always comes back with kind of overwhelmingly progressive uh, uh, solutions to things. So, like, it's really just, uh, they're, they're, it's obviously going, to, going about the long way just to get to the same endpoints to a certain degree. So, really, it's just a matter of the delaying tactic. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, so we'll, 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 I think we, yeah, we'll definitely kind of put it forward this year, but it's, it's a very convoluted way, you know. Um, and it, it, I mean, there could be a situation where, you know, the, if the government and they do have the numbers, they shoot it down or kind of put an amendment to it, then, you know, mm-hmm. that, I wouldn't say that could be it, it, but that could be it for, you know, for a few years. So, uh, but the best way to try it is to pull it forward, try to garner support in relation to first where first of all where is the support? So we obviously look at a sock Dems, Labour, some of the progressive independents, Sinn Fein. So you need to get them on board before anything happens. Right, you need to kind of get it generally to say, look, they're going to support of the issue, um, and then look at the Green Party. Because uh, I'm sure there's individual members of you know the two kind of right wing parties that would be supportive of the issue around legalization, but it doesn't unless you have a free vote. I, I'm not sure they would grant a free vote on this. Um, I mean, so so there's there's many moving parts. Um, but the main thing about issues like this is that submitting the bill, getting the discussion going, and things happen. You know, uh, and these issues can really kind of move forward much quicker than you think, because you know public opinion is head of politicians and this. So you know, you never know. You just you, the only way to find out is to put it forward. Um, I don't know if you are about aware of the whole association with smoking weed and the the four twenty thing. 
So tomorrow is actually oh, the yeah. 20th of April, which is 420. And in, in years past, it's actually been used to demonstrate to, you know, for people to stand outside the doll and advocate for legalisation. So obviously yeah. it'll be it'll be harder done this year. Um, but it's just interesting that we're recording the podcast the day before that. I thought that was a nice symbolic thing yeah, in my mind. <laughs> we're going to have to, have to save drivers to the editors, get it out tomorrow, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be an interesting kind of it'd be an interesting kind of topic. I think the discourse around it has has changed. Obviously, you're going to hear some of fairly outdated kind of terminology around it. But hopefully, hopefully we'll we'll get support. Uh, I don't know about Sinn Fein's kind of stance. We'll see. We'll see. I presume other parties kind of, you know, the stock Dems and Labour, I think I think they will support it. Even just kind of, uh, how would you say, kind of, they will support the issue of possibly even, you know, of going to at least pre-led of scrutiny to the next stage. Um, but that's to be seen. We have to, we have to see what kind of happens. But obviously the Green Party, um, you'd be calling on them to kind of support it. If, if they did pull rank, then, then all bets are off then. Yeah, and I suppose just to play devil's advocate for a second here, in the spirit of of you doing so, uh, and I've been thinking to a few friends of mine who are also you know, quite in the left, you know, socialists and so on. They're they're quite good, uh, but they kind of maintain that you know working class people, when it comes to drugs, actually working class people are quite conservative and like they don't really you know want to legalize drugs because you know drugs are bad for people and they harm the communities, they got the drug gangs, all that kind of crack, and and kind of. Is that your impression from from talking to people? Do you think like working class people are hesitant about cannabis legalization? I know Nicole probably has some views on this as well. Yeah, so no, in short, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's obviously that, Sammy. You know, and like drug, drugs do do harm. You know, mm. and there's there's no getting away from that. Drugs actually do some absolutely terrible damage to people. You know, destroy communities, destroy individuals. There's no getting away from that. Cannabis is different. I think. I mean. Mm-hmm. Heroin can destroy it, kill you. Like, you know, uh, cocaine can do the same. Uh, cannabis use is essentially not going to kill you. Now, as I said, the overuse of cannabis is not, you know, can be quite detrimental, right? So it, there is a difference. Is there kind of, you know, what are people's kind of, I suppose, what's their thoughts on it? I think some people possibly say, well, look, if you legalize it, then surely consumption of cannabis will go through the roof mm-hmm. and people will use it more. Now, the evidence to say that that happens, it's largely not, you know, where it has been kind of legalized and regulated. The use of cannabis has obviously, it has, you know, there's no doubt that it kind of consumption goes up, but not, not, you, not by huge amounts. And it's largely taken out of kind of, you know, the kind of uh, the black market mm-hmm. so there is when, when I kind of speak to people uh, about why I think it should be legalised I just I, 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 I kind of I put the facts now some people just don't agree you know they just you know, you know they don't agree with the, the, the fa- with the facts and sometimes regardless of how you kind of dress up they just won't agree Mm-hmm. You know, relation to the, but, but I always say, look at at the moment, and again, I'm repeating myself. At the moment, the state have no uh, control uh, you know, over the uh, over cannabis. And if you look at the last eight or nine months, 
every single day, I mean, every single day, there is a seizure of cannabis every single day. Yeah. So now that's for different, different kind of factors why that, that is. Um, so, you know, the, the laws are there that, you know, the cultivation of cannabis, the consumption of cannabis, the use of cannabis is illegal, right? All this is illegal. So the, but at the same time, still people are using it. So on, on that basis alone, you have to say the law doesn't work. And having more police on the streets, bringing people through the criminal justice system, the waste of resources, I would argue that uh, that's a waste of time and you basically need to kind of regulate it and control it and legalize it. And yeah. that's the way I would, yeah, that's the way I'd put it. Yeah. And certainly like the whole idea, like, well, consumption will go up if you legalize it. We don't even really know that because, of course, right now it's illegal. Uh, so we don't know who's, who's uh, smoking weed, you know, uh, because obviously who's going to own up to that? They're going to get locked up or get a fine. Uh, so that there you go. I mean, so in my opinion, the most dangerous thing about cannabis consumption is the amount of fucking sweets that you'll eat from it. It'll be the sugar that'll keep you. <laughs> no, well, obviously there is, there's another dangerous factor in terms of like deaths. Um, and, you know, young people, particularly in working class areas, can build up these big debts that they can't actually then afford to pay off. And obviously the power in working class areas, you know, with the drug dealers and stuff. And, you know, you've made the point, you know, that like if the government was to be the ones in control of this and the ones, you know, with shops and, you know, controlling the growth and stuff like that you know it takes the power off these drug dealers in working class areas to an extent now obviously just in terms of cannabis but if that's all you're dealing with them for you know what i mean like i I, it it kind of um i don't know i think that generally you will get good support from working class areas and i think people will see through the kind of old rhetoric and will kind of realize that it would be better for their community as a whole to you know, admit that it's being used. Obviously, you're going to get people that will completely disagree with you. And then people are kind of maybe sitting on the fence and then, there, you know, there will be some people that look, yeah, I think it's just legalise it, you know. Um, I mean, if you said that maybe five years ago, I, I think I think things are changing. I really do think change, things mm-hmm. are changing. People's attitudes are changing. Um, and, you know, just sending people constantly and this kind of merry-go-round in relation to uh, seizures of cannabis, bringing people to the courts, bringing, sending people to jail. Uh, all this is, if you keep doing it, it keeps going around and around and around. What a waste of time. You know, what a waste. Just and resources. Resources. It's just a waste of time. It's just a waste of time. People want to use it, right? Let them use it. They make, they make very conversant decisions. If they want to use cannabis, good luck to them, right? You know, alcohol kills three people a day in Ireland, right? There should be more regulation on that on that substance more than cannabis, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. So three people a day equates to uh, a thousand people a year, you know, uh, right. that die of alcohol. You know, it's incredible, really. So, uh, but we just need to have a, a grown-up discussion uh, about drug use in Ireland anyway. Um, and I think the, the good place to start with it is a debate around decriminalization and legalization. Um, and I think we I think one way of kind of challenging that and starting that conversation is challenging the laws which were you know made in the 1970s are completely outdated, completely outdated. 
Uh, and in order to challenge that, you have to do it either via le- legislation, but also kind of, you know, ad- as I said, attitudes to drug, attitudes to everything in Ireland has changed, I think, you know, and I think the old ways of, you know, stigmatising and taboo are changing. It's a generational thing in some ways, um, and that's not being, without being ages. But things are changing in Ireland. It kind of social issues that were usually tabooish are not as you know tabooish as they used to be, and that's good. And uh, I think there's a new generation looking at kind of different you know models and looking at different ways of actually how you know doing things because you know criminalizing people for personal drug use is an absolute failure. It's it's such a failure that the people that have are implementing these legislation. Actually, are they're 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 in a straitjacket, and they they can't think of anything else other than what you know these laws were meant to do in the nineteen seventies. If the, it, let's put it this way, if them laws were uh, anyway kind of um, uh, effective, the amount of people using drugs would have gone down. In fact. The use of the amount of, or not them, the use of drugs and the consumption of drugs has never been as great. So, what does that say? You know, particularly during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. So, so we have to have a a discussion about kind of why things are the way they are, and kind of trying to do things differently, and kind of, and I think when you put it that way, I think people look at will look at it differently. Um, I think the other issue around uh, the medical use of cannabis has, I think, softened people's attitudes of cannabis, you know, because when you mentioned the seaboard, people really kind of, you know, uh, I think they, they kind of had all sorts of notions. But I think the, 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 the debate in the last five years around the use of cannabis for medical purposes, has people changed people's attitudes that cannabis is not kind of this absolutely evil substance it can be used uh for all sorts of reasons recreational use and uh, medical use uh so it is it is a kind of a wonder plant in some ways um but you know being stigmatized because uh, there's a lot of politics in relation to cannabis use you know it's it's the racism that has been kind of used in relation to cannabis use uh the politicalization of you know people that use cannabis so there's all this kind of muck of ages in relation to uh, cannabis. So I think the 24th century will be kind of the renaissance in relation to um, particularly this decade about legalization, not only in Ireland, but across across the world. And I think, you know, this is the process. The start of the process is to kind of put legislation forward, uh, put it up to the people that kind of talk nonsense uh, in relation to kind of drug reform and kind of say, look at, we need the two things very, very differently than we've been doing for the last 50 years. I mean, I like to hope that there's going to be, you know, on podcasts in 20 years, they'll be sitting there laughing about the fact that we had an, a plant that was illegal. You know what I mean? And hopefully it'll yeah. be a thing of the past because you do, you see yeah. it in every country, it's coming along. So. And, and on that hopeful note, I think we should probably end it there. Uh, thanks a million. Uh, Gino Kennedy, people from TD for Dublin Midwest. Yeah, it was great. Thanks to Cole. And hopefully, yeah, we'll have uh, some good news 
uh, sometime this year and then we'll see how we get on and, but I look forward to the debate I mean that's the main thing should definitely be uh, something to look forward to thanks again thanks bye alright stopping the recording grand alright ah grand And your head's fucked You stick your trousers on And your last bit of makeup Your last coat button falls away Floating through life another day One shoelace bigger than the other People on the bus Shouting at one another Can of soup